Hi again, welcome back to Intelligent Adventist podcast on the Book of Mark. Uh, this is Mike, and we're going to do a couple of episodes uh, independently. I'll do a few, and Adrian will do a few as well, and then we'll come back together. So I'm continuing on with chapter 4, starting with verse 21. <clears throat> um, verse 21 says, He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on a stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. So, the question here would probably be, what exactly uh, did Jesus mean to be talking about? But in the context, in the context of the parables, and uh, we've, for those that have uh, read through the book of Matthew, have they've come across this uh, same saying within the context of the Sermon on the Mount as well. So the idea here is the the question of the church itself, um, and it applies to individuals as well. So if a person claims to be a Christian, or if a church claims to follow Christ, um, are they supposed to be doing this just to themselves, or is it something that's going to be on display for the rest of the world? And what Jesus is saying here is that whether we want it or not, whether we want this or not, we're... we're automatically on display when we claim to be a Christian. Um, so this is kind of interesting when you think about the way we do church, because a lot of times we do church mostly for ourselves. So, uh, you know, we, we've developed this habit where we, we drive somewhere and we get together with a bunch of people that we've kind of known for a while and we speak to ourselves you know, the messages, the songs, everything that we like to do. And um, then we come together and we, we eat the food we like. And we, we have our conversations and we have our clicks and everything. And then we go home and and that's pretty much church. And we never really think in terms of people outside the church because, um, you know, the church, we view the church as mostly something that's there for us. But really, the church is on the stand. So regardless of how we think about it, we're on display and other people around us are looking at us and looking at they're looking at us as individuals and as a church so if there's a church in a neighborhood and all people see is a bunch of you know every every saturday a bunch of people come they drive in they park their cars they go inside they do their stuff whoever knows what they're what they're doing in there they come back they they get back in their cars and leave um you know people draw uh, opinions they they come up with with opinions or they have their own perspectives as to what that church is about and they kind of wave us off and say hey these guys are just there to entertain themselves and that's it uh, so even though we ourselves might not be thinking about the people around us we're, we might not be thinking of what others think of us we're still on display we're still making a public stand we we're still letting the world know what we think of them. Essentially, we don't really care. We have no interest in them. We're just there for ourselves. Uh, we've developed this mentality that church is supposed to be uh, kind of like our, our duty to God, so to speak. So, um, you know, if we we go about our business all week long, we go to work, we do whatever we need to do for ourselves. Like we might go to work and then go somewhere and hang out with friends and relax, do our shopping maybe take our kids to the ball game or whatever they have to do. And we go through our process and then once a week, early, you know, 
9, 10, 11 o'clock on Saturday. We drive to church, we sit there and, and, and put ourselves through the torture of listening to a sermon for about an hour. And we think we've done our duty because we, we actually were faithful in coming in and sitting there and listening and, and paying our tithe and, and going home. And to us, uh, it's, it's kind of like we've, we've, uh, we've done our, our, our duty, our weekly duty to God, and we can go on to, with our lives after that. Uh, or sometimes we, we, we think of church as the place where we go to get fed. So all week long, we're, we're filling our mind with things of this world. And then for one hour a week, we expect somebody else to, to do the Bible study, to process the information, to reason through it, to, to es- essentially chew the meat. And then we come in and they give us you know, their 30-minute or one-hour version of whatever they've processed through their own Bible, weekly Bible study or daily Bible study. And that essentially becomes our only feeding opportunity. And uh, we go home and we hope that whatever we received during that one hour is going to be sufficient to keep us through the rest of the week. But all of this is just, we think of it in terms of it being something for us and something we need and a way to, to meet our needs, but we, we we have no time to think of what it, uh, what we're doing for other people. And yet other people still judge Christianity and they judge Christ based on on what they see of how we do uh, church and how we live our Christian lives. And we're not really giving them anything po- positive to judge Christianity by based on how we behave because they don't care that we're being fed. <laughs> they They think that if Christianity has any value, then it should be a benefit to others as well. I mean, people instinctively feel that if if Christianity is true and that if Jesus really did come and really die for our sins and really die for the sins of the world, that it should have an impact on the people that um, come to Christ and that follow him. And it it should be evident. And just like the Bible says, uh, people took notice that the disciples had been with Jesus. People around us should take notice that we have been with Jesus, but uh, essentially we're giving them nothing to... um, to, to see anything significant or anything different in us by. So um, this is a pretty, you know, just two, three verses here. They're, they're a pretty significant parable from Jesus because regardless of how we think about ourselves in the church, uh, the world is still affected. We're, we're on a pedestal whether we want it to be or not. And uh, unfortunately, we're not really giving the, the world a good impression of what Christianity is all about. Now, moving on to verse 24, it says, Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away. Now, I... I ran into somebody a few years back that said, you know, I read this passage in the Bible. It doesn't seem fair. Like, you know, God is looking at somebody that doesn't have anything. And even the little they have, he's going to take it away. Uh, And people that have a lot, uh, he gives them even more. But the key of the parable is is not in what people have, but what they do with what they have. And when you look at it from that perspective, it makes sense because... If somebody is not utilizing what they have, then why give them more? I mean, they're not they're not making good use of what they already have. So 
uh, it doesn't make any sense to invest more in, in that individual uh, if they're already misusing the little they have. While people that are putting to good use, even when they don't have a whole lot, if they're putting that to good use, then they're they're naturally going to be given more responsibility. They're naturally going to be given uh, more to do because they're making good use of, of the resources that they have. So when you look at it from, from that perspective, what Jesus is saying here makes sense. And uh, uh, you could apply this to the previous verses that talk about the church being on a pedestal. Because again, if, if a church is uh, being useful, even when, when it has very little to work with, then it's going to give more opportunities and it's going to be able to, God is going to bless it and it's going to have opportunities to do more. But if a church is self-centered and and it only and the individuals in the church only tend to themselves, then um, they're gonna get less and less benefit themselves from the process, because um, the <clears throat> the process of being there for other people actually ends up um, helping us as well. Uh, spiritually, we grow and mature when we. Um, do things for others when we bring others to Christ when we when we share our spiritual food with others and when we don't do this um, it ends up that even we ourselves are not growing anymore so sometimes people come to church for some time and they say you know I used to come here to get spiritually nourished and I used to love listening to the messages but the more time passes it seems like the messages are less and less powerful and and they're they're less and less inspiring, and I'm not as motivated as I used to be. So I don't think the the pastors or the ministers are are speaking as as uh, powerfully as they used to be back in the day. Or, or you know, maybe we need a new pastor. Maybe we need somebody that's more inspiring. When in fact, what they're not realizing is that it's because they're not actually putting to use what they have been given. That even what they have is being taken away. So. Um, this is uh, kind of a, a a sad lesson that that we need to to learn uh, because we need to rethink how we do church, how we how we think about the whole process of uh, coming together and what that whole thing is about. Um, it definitely wasn't meant to be the way um, it's being done today in most of our churches where it's just sort of a weekend activity that we do for an hour or two just to say we did something. 